Cashflow Diary Podcast, episode 573. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Cashflow Diary Podcast. The podcast that teaches you insider tips, tactics, and strategies for creating leveraged streams of cash flow into your life. Learn from top-performing entrepreneurs, business owners, investors, and thought leaders from across the globe as they share their secrets to success. Like what you learn on this and other Cashflow Diary podcast episodes? Go to learninvestingnow.com and sign up to receive powerful tips and information that will help you succeed as an entrepreneur and investor. Now, here's your host, investor, entrepreneur, business owner, educator, speaker, author, and master facilitator of Robert Kiyosaki's Cashflow Game, Jay Massey. Hey guys, hopefully things are going well for you today and uh, whoop, we want to be on that one. <laughs> hopefully things are going well for you today and you well, you guys, you know how this works. If you've been here before, um, you can go ahead and uh, the call in line is already open 417-352-2274. Again, that's 417-352-2274. Be nice to Megan. And uh, she'll let you through. And if you're not nice, well, maybe she won't. It, it, it's good either way. But bring in your questions on uh, business, short-term rentals, real estate. These are the things that um, I, I know about. Well, I know a few more things other than that. But for the most part, if you find yourself in a position today where you feel like you are stuck, where you wish you could make more progress in some way, shape, or form, this would be the time to, well, call and uh, we'll see what we can do to to assist you and move you to that next step. For those of you watching inside of our student group, as normal, I've got you right here uh, on the phone so that I can see what it is uh, that you, you might be asking. So you can feel free to type. For those of you watching other places, by all means, just go ahead and type in the chat if you're not going to call in because then I can see your chat as well. So for the most part, we should have everybody covered, and um, you know, today's a good Tuesday, so I'm pretty excited uh, for everything that's going on, and hopefully you guys are excited in the world about your business. And if you're not feeling excited, that's a good reason to call, 417-352-2274. Uh, 417-352-2274. I see a number of people who have already found their way to the dialing button, which is great. And uh, I'm, I'm excited about this. This is good. So let's make sure that we can go ahead and have a, a conversation with, I believe, first-time caller or someone new. I'm going to bring Ann on in. Ann, how are you doing? Ann? Not Ann? Hello. Hello. If you muted yourself, you have to unmute yourself. Okay. I'm going to put that back and let's go back to, it looks like Nevin. So let's go to Nevin and see what's going on. Nevin, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Jay. How are you doing? Good, good. So far, what's going on, man? Yeah, snow started here in Duluth since last Saturday. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Minnesota, is there snow on the ground yet? Yep, it started snowing from this Saturday. Oh, man. Mm. Okay, go ahead. 
Okay, so my first question is, uh, we are entering into the winter season now. Bookings are really, really slowing down. So uh, what all additional things can we give to our guests? Like, for example, now what I'm giving to my guests is, I had a, a, a restaurant manager come to a BNI meeting. So I spoke with him and we kind of worked out a deal such a way that, hey, you know, I told him I'll send out guests to your your restaurant if you can give them a 10% discount or some discount exclusively yep. for my guests so yep. we i so i designed up you know small uh, uh what do you call uh, a label saying that hey this is only for guests that stay at uh, this unit you get a 10% discount if you go eat at this restaurant and i i've done that i'm also working with with that with the bni member for a massage who's a massage therapist so so that we can give some other add-ons I mean, I'm just trying to think what other things I could give uh, to the guests so that they book with us over others. Do you have anything in mind? Because winter is really, really, you know, bad here in in Minnesota, and this is my first winter, so uh, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the the first time experiencing a slow season is always uh, fun. That's what we're going to call that. And I, I totally understand where you're coming from. So the the one of the things that I want to highlight, though, that you said that I absolutely love and I want to make sure that nobody misses is that you said the letters BNI, which suggests to me that you've been um, you've been going to a BNI group or you're a member as well. Yes, I've been a member for two weeks now. Awesome. And I appreciate you hearing what I've suggested and actually following through on that, because it is situations exactly like you're talking about right now that where where BNI can be very very helpful for those that have chosen to to be members. So this this by far that is by far the most encouraging thing I have heard you say so far uh, on this particular um on this particular call. Now, with that being said, one of the things I want to bring to your attention, let me see if I can find it real quick. Mm, is this it? Nope, that's the, nope. So one of the, here's where I'm coming from. Do you happen to have a, um, I don't forget what you would call this. But you would call this person a travel agent. Yes, is there a travel agent in your chapter? Yes, I think so. Yes, there is a travel agent. Okay. Perfect. If you, since you have a travel agent, here's what I would suggest you do. I would suggest you ask them the following question, because this is what I did and do, okay, is uh, ask them very simply, hey, what's something that you could, that would help you grow your business if I, if a customer just wanted a customer of mine, uh, say, came into town and all they had for a budget was, say, 100 or $150, and see how they respond to that. Because there can be a list of things uh, that, well, that works. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. That makes sense. Now, let me tell you why I'm saying this. All right. So super ninja seeker right here. What you're going to do is you're going to, you can start and, and use what I, what I like to call, I don't have any other name for them, but we call them instant book specials. So it's, it literally means you are booking at the advertised rate. And if you book at the advertised rate, then you get something else included. And that something else that's included could easily be any of the experiences 
that your travel agent knows would fit within $150. So instead of having to haggle back and forth with price, you're now dangling a completely different type of carrot in front of them and generating a referral for the travel agent. And do, do you see how all of this is going, how it all works together? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we've done this, a, a, and, the well, the thing that we've done the most with is when someone stays 30 days or longer, uh, we will give them a 50-inch flat screen uh, 4K television. And uh, that 50-inch flat screen 4K television is a better value for us than trying to haggle back and forth over the discount. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That would be one of the things that I would look at. Mm-hmm. What's okay. your next question? Uh, my second question is, um, I've visited BNI twice. I pitched twice, and then after the member, I've pitched twice, but I'm not getting any response. How how would you pitch? Uh, oh, <laughs> to them? my friend, my friend. Um, uh, you need to build. It's going to take some time before you get any quote unquote response as your. It takes a while because you are working with individuals whose credibility is on the line and depending on what you're asking for. So obviously you could easily be asking for uh, introductions to corporations, which is probably the easiest thing for them to refer you to. So introductions to some of the local corporations like Best isn't no Best Buy's in Minneapolis. I don't know who's near you, where you are in Minnesota, but I would be looking for corporations of that kind that are in your area and ask them for referrals to their travel departments there, uh, for sure. And um, the if you're asking for locations like from landlords, etc., then that that could also work and does work, but that will definitely take much, much, much longer, my friend. So that's not going to happen. Uh, quickly, and that's okay that it takes longer. That's part of this process, okay? So as you build um, your relationships in that in that group, the main thing you want to be focused on is what they call a power team. So for example, in my group, we just got a property manager. It's been kind of cool because she's a residential property manager who has no desire to do anything short-term rental related, but guess what all of her owners keep asking her to do? <laughs> So it it works out very very well from that standpoint. So hopefully that makes some sense to you, right? Yeah, now, yeah, absolutely. So, it, but again, that didn't just happen, and it's going to take time. And the fact that it takes time is completely fine. It should, okay, for the types of relationships and, and the strength of them that you're actually looking for. That that's that's really what it comes down to. I want you to focus on your centers of influence. So think about the centers of influence. The the doctor's offices, because there's probably a, a physician or two in your area that's in BNI. Think about the um, the, the uh, physical therapists, uh, chiropractors, any one of that kind who has people traveling from out of the area to come and and uh, take advantage of their services. This is th- those are going to be, and there's a lot of them there. It's just going to take time for you to educate them on who you are and what you do, how you're not how you're not a property manager. That's one of the things that they always think. And most importantly, what is, is, what is a good referral for you? So you haven't been to the local, what they call MSP training yet, then go ahead and get over there and you'll be good. Cool? Yeah, thank you. No problem. It's what we do, man. It's what we do. All right, so let's go to, looks like Todd in Virginia. This is going to be great. Hey, Todd, how are you? Hey, Jay, how are you? So far, so good. 
Excellent. Uh, yeah, so I have um, actually a real estate agent. She has a rental listing, and it's a condo building, uh, kind of a smaller uh, building, but they have a key fob to get in, so it's a secure building. Um, how do you work that with any type of buildings that have some type of uh, key fobs or card entry or whatever into that that's secured? How do you get around that or deal with it? Got it. No problem. So, Todd, let me ask a question. Are you one of our students right now? Yes. Interesting. Module one, sorry, sorry, module three inside the mastermind has the answer to your question. However, okay. I will answer it again, but I'm just giving it to you for reference okay. uh, as well. Okay. So that way you, you have it. Inside the mastermind, module three. Now, with that said, um, for those of you who have, didn't even know we had a product available, we teach uh, individuals to become bigger, better, better short-term rental operators. It's a great way to get inside of real estate. And the question that Todd is asking is quite common in that people wonder with all this high-tech stuff, what do you do? So here's the answer, Todd. Um, what you want to do is you want to take whatever they're giving you for access control. That goes inside the unit, all right? And yeah. assuming you're following all of our security procedures in section in module three, you'll here's what here's what here's the next thing you need to do. You need to ask the what is, uh, I'm going to say the leasing specialist or resident manager or whatever they call themselves. Just mm -hmm. ask if I order food, how does the guest get to the front door the first time? Okay. Whatever they say, or sorry, how does the food delivery guy get to the front door? And you want to pay attention to that answer. The one answer you don't want is, oh, if, well, if you order food, you have to come all the way down and let them in. That's the one answer you don't want. Anything other than that, they're literally describing for you what your guest is going to have to go through the first time to get to the front door. And then once you get to the front door, you use our security system to go ahead and get inside. And now that they're inside, they've got your key fobs, your gate remotes, mm. blah, 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 blah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, now, and then there's like obviously a uh, a fine or whatever if they happen to take it with them and whatnot. Yeah, not happen. I'm yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's not a happen. <laughs> I'm telling you, it will happen. Yes, <laughs> automatic guaranteed. <laughs> it's going to happen. I think we in the last two weeks, I'm sure we've done it at least twice, right? wow. and it's a fifty okay. dollar charge. But that doesn't seem to stop people. So you mm -hmm. know. It is okay. what it is. Yeah, no, that, my friend, you were, <laughs> yeah, that's that. One. I don't care how you slice that one. That's going to happen. Okay. So hopefully that's then. Cool? Perfect. Thank you, sir. All right. No problem. Yep. Anytime. Bye. Anytime. It's what we do. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you watching at home or on your phone, are any of you standing in line at the grocery store? That would be really strange, but I guess it's possible. Um, this is how it rolls over here. Uh, what we do is we've been doing this for a significantly long time helping our students get unstuck with very easy questions if we can, or even people who are not yet students, so that they have the ability to get one step closer to making real estate a real thing for them. So um, if you feel like you've got a question, dial the number 417-352-2274. Again, 417-352-2274. Be nice to Megan. Otherwise, she might, I don't know, she might just hang up on you. I have no idea. No, she's not going to do that, but be nice to her either way. All right, so I've got a couple of questions that have come in from YouTube. I see those. We want to get to those in here in just a moment. I also want to make sure, though, we give our existing students priority here. Oh, hey, Van. I see Van, Jeremy, Sarah, Robin, Stephen. Oh, okay, Hassan. What is this? How can we have properties in a state 
that you're not in? Um, I feel like there's more to that question, or at least that's not the question you're trying to ask, Hassan. I don't know. I just don't even understand the challenge um, because I, I don't understand. One, um, to have a property, as we say, all you need is a lease. So where you physically are located doesn't prevent you from having a lease in that area. Um, and the system, if you're running it properly, is designed so that you invest no more than an hour a day of your own personal time. And if you're like me, you you literally run it from a phone and, and an iPad. I have a mobile phone and an iPad. That's it. Um, so, yeah. In fact, in fact, that's a good point because I said um, at the beginning of this, uh, I think in the title, we were talking about how I was asking simply the question, if your business can't run without you, do you even have one, right? And that, that's one of the things that, that I want to stress. If you have to physically be present, physically do something each and every day, I don't, I don't know if you really have a business as much as you, are, you, you have a job, I guess. Now, that's not to say that there aren't duties that the CEO you have to do, but it, it's not critical to delivering the physical service each and every day, right? So, and here's what I mean by that, to give some of you an example. Right now, uh, as we're talking, uh, our arrival time is at 4 p.m. Well, one of the things I can guarantee you is that today there will be people arriving and somebody's going to get lost. Someone's going to miss their code. Someone's going to need some, some sort of assistance. And they're arriving right now. The difference, though, is I'm here with you. I don't have to try to help them get in because all of that is automated with our on-site staff as well as with our virtual staff in order to make that happen. And the same thing is going to happen tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And that's regardless of anything that I say or don't say. Um, in fact, for the one of the unique things that's happening here is that myself and my wife and uh, three of the four kids, we're all getting ready to get on an airplane. So tomorrow, I'm not going to have time <laughs> to stop and do anything in, in that regard. It has to run, right? And, and one of the challenges that, that many of our students take on is how far, how far away can they go from their business and still have it run? Uh, we've had some go as from California to London, uh, from D.C. to Thailand. Um, it, they're always posting, you know, uh, comments inside the Facebook group about how this is great. You know, they're they're not, quote unquote, at home or at the office and everything is still running. And one of the things that I've often um, told my wife or told others is, Simply that that what I always wanted to build was something that was location independent. So in theory, I could live anywhere I wanted so long as I had a Wi-Fi connection and my mobile device, and in this case, my iPad. And that's, I think, the goal for many, right? So it, it again, I say all that to say one thing. If you, the system that you're currently running, and I don't care if you've been inside short-term rentals for a while, the system you're currently running can't run without you, then I, I'm going to strongly encourage you to go to the presentation, cashflowdiary.com forward slash star, 
because your system is in need of an upgrade. It's just that simple. All right. Uh, I'm going to get back to the phone here and let me see who is this. Oh, and if you've got a question you want to call in, it's, uh, where's the number? 417-352-2274. And I believe we've got Mr. Peter on the line. Uh, Peter, what's up? Hello there, entrepreneur. This is Jay Massey. And what I want to say to you is that the number one mistake that I have ever made in business, number one, has been waiting too long to do the books, waiting too long to get the bookkeepers, the accountants, the CPAs, the CFOs involved. And I don't want you to make that same mistake. That mistake cost me over six figures, and now for a significant discount, you have the ability to get your books together using FreshBooks. So what I want you to do is I want you to go over to gofreshbooks.com forward slash cashflowdiary. Again, that's gofreshbooks.com forward slash cashflowdiary. FreshBooks is the easy-to-use software designed to help you, the small business owner, the freelancer, get organized and save time on invoicing, getting paid faster, keeping those books in order so that it becomes a bonus for you to do your taxes as opposed to a burden. Go over to gofreshbooks.com forward slash cash flow diary and get started today. And now let's get back to the rest of the story. What's going on, Jay? How's it going? Uh, just trying to be like you. <laughs> you got jokes, man. You got jokes. That's a good one. What? That's a good one. You you hanging out with the trees all up there and in, in, in was it in Seattle? Seattle, right? And you don't hang- you don't do trees, Jay. You don't do trees. I, Come I, on. I, I, sure, I you were so right. But, well, you, I take that back. You do palm trees. You do palm trees. <laughs> well, see, palm trees aren't aggressive. They don't try to attack my lungs or anything. So we we good. Exactly, exactly. I gotta. I I have to respect that. I gotta respect the lungs. Yep. Well, thanks, thanks for taking my call. Hey, so uh, I I have a follow up for Nevin. It's funny. I had the same question about the um, the instant book special. So I heard yeah, okay. a portion of it. Yep. So. I, Okay, so you, do you need to coordinate that through a travel agent? Um, and no, I don't need do you, to. Well, how I do you offer that to the I wanted to have more. I, I wanted to have more options. How how would I offer that on the platform though? Yeah, on, exactly. On, so it and and that that's part of what I mean by having more options. So assuming now I'm making lots of assumptions, and a lot of people are listening, thinking that okay, cool, now I'm gonna do this, but you have to have all the pieces in place. So you could simply a simple title change or description change, letting okay. people know that an instant book special is available uh, is great. And you can give them examples of such. Then assuming they actually take you up on an instant book special of some kind, then what you can do is inside your messaging, you can have a, an automation specifically uh, with, and, and, and again, if you combine that with Smart BNB, it's going to be an automation that will allow you to uh, send a link uh, dynamically to say, pretend, for example, you've built this out. If you pre-planned it, you have it literally on your direct booking website to where they can choose which of the instant book specials they would like. Uh, And then uh, once they've made their selection, all of that information 
goes over to the travel agent without your intervention whatsoever. And if it's set up ahead of time, they're just going to invoice you and you pay. Like literally, that's it. It's just done. Does that make sense? It, it, you lost me on the uh, automation allowing a link to the direct booking because if I'm working through a platform, yep. how, how do I the, – the platform, Airbnb, VRBO, are they going to allow me to put my link to my direct book in, in, on there? In the, not, you're not going to put it in the – you're not going to put it in the actual listing. You're going to put it in your messages after confirmation. Oh, after confirmation. After confirmation. So in the listing itself, you can give them an example of some of the things that are available for them. Okay. You don't, but in the confirmation messages or one of the ones quickly thereafter is where you're going to actually put the link that allows them to then go choose which experience they'd like to have. Oh, okay. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So what right. happens is that you, I think you get the idea and then all of that, because it's automated, the only thing that, that you need to, that ends up happening is that invoice that goes back and forth. And if you've done that right, that invoice technically is going to your accounts payable, AKA your bookkeeper. And then maybe once a week or once every other week or something, you, you're running your payroll or business expenses. And then you, you have all the documentation you need to, to handle those concessions, and obviously, then it's going to be on your cost of goods sold, and uh, you're good. And I know you understand all of that. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, so that's indeed. right, right. I'm actually here with two clients right now after the first job, so I, I'm going to get to my second question. Yeah. Um, so we talked several weeks ago about. Um, me acquiring additional units with a current landlord. So it's, it's okay. situation is maybe a be, uh, closing down one unit and okay. I might uh, move over. I might acquire the additional units with this other landlord. He's got a vacancy problem now. He's got a real vacancy problem. So um, what we talked about, you wanted to impress upon me the importance of negotiating first right of refusal. Uh, I get the concept, but um, honestly, I've never negotiated. I mean, so at that point, am I just negotiating that into the lease as well as all of the other STR stuff, or am I trying to look ahead to, you know, evaluating the property and things of that nature? I mean, I've done a fix and flip. I, I've never acquired a, a multifamily. So how how far in advance am I, you know, am, how much am I, trying to clock into this negotiation. Yeah, totally understood. I just want to make sure I understand something. Who's getting the first right of refusal? Uh, so so I would be getting the first right of refusal, right? Okay, yeah, I think so. I just wanted to make sure I heard yeah. it right. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right, so, yeah. and what is, the, so what is, yeah, I mean, depending, so is this, this is a property you want to purchase then? I mean, yeah, yeah I would like to. Well, I did, I did kind of hint around with him and, you know, it's not like he uh, bit or revealed that he would want to sell it like in the very near future or anything like that. But yeah, yeah I, I, I still don't see that as a deterrent for what you're trying to get us ready for. And that is, you know, negotiating for that potential later. So Absolutely. yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Asking for it. How many units is this building? 16 units. 
Got it. And how many are you taking right now? I only have one, but he's got several coming available. He's got he's got a couple. He's got some vacancy issues. People are moving out. It's two miles from the airport. Yeah, it it could be. Here's good. what I would say very clearly. I wouldn't be willing to give you a first right of refusal if you're only taking one unit. If you said to me that, hey, I'll take all all of the vacancies, then now that's a different story. We're having a completely different conversation. Yeah, that I understand sense? that. No, no, I currently have one. I've I've had I've had one there through about three months, but he, I'm I'm willing to take the re- the remainder. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, this should I'm, be easy. There's just this should be easy. I mean, if if you were the landlord, it'd be something like, hey, Peter. You know, uh, I've got the one unit. It's been working out great. I see you have a number of vacancies coming up. Let me ask you this question. Do you think it makes any sense for me to take all of them? And what are you going to say, Peter? You're going to say, yeah, that'd be great. Right. Cool. Right. Uh, cool. No problem. As a condition of me taking all of them, here's one of the things I'd like to do to protect my interest. Should sometime in the future you decide to sell. Okay. I just like to have first right of refusal. At, 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 you know, for any particular buyer that comes along. So if you get a buyer, I'm not saying you can't sell it. I just want to know about it and have a shot at buying it at whatever, at, at you know, whatever the legitimate buyer is talking about. Perfect. That, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. There you go. No problem. All right. That's it. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. Talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. No problem. No problem. All right, All people. Right. So you, you guys, you see, this is how it works. We'll do this if few more times. So if you've got a question, now would be the time to call in uh, 417-352-2274. And let's see, we've got, we've got anything from the Facebook group. Uh, yes, Hassan, I live in Maryland, but I'm getting leases in Tampa. Oh, good. That's great. Uh, Hassan, that shouldn't be a problem whatsoever. I mean, I, we, A, we have a number of students in the Tampa area and B, if that's where you want to go, uh, that, that, that should work out quite well. And Sarah then replies, just so that, I don't know if you saw it, Hassan or Hassan. I'm sorry. I still don't know how to pronounce your name. Um, she says, I live in North Dakota, but her units are in Minnesota. And again, the system that we teach is designed for remote management, for lack of a better way of putting it. Uh, you don't need to be there now. Inside the materials, especially in the blueprint, we double down on please. <laughs> Start near where you live. There's just so many little things to learn. Please start near where you live. That doesn't mean you have to stay there, but I just want you to start there. All right. Uh, hey, Adil, how are you? How's Canada treating you? Is there snow already there? Russell, what's going on? Got Minnesota all up in the house today. Anyway, Keisha, if you promote the Instant Book Special on a platform like Airbnb and send them to your site like Logify to book an experience, how do you let them book their experience online without booking nights because they have already made a reservation. Uh, you would the only way to do that, uh, Keisha, would be to get them to know what your site is um, without having to use one of the marketing platforms because there's no other way to do that uh, at this current moment in time because all of the platforms require or block sending them to any place other than. Um, other than their website. They just don't let you do that. So if you have an existing now, we're getting to some of the advanced stuff uh, that we're going to be talking about soon, at least inside the group anyway, about how to do some of the remarketing, et cetera, that can help that to happen. But again, um, 
there's no way to take a person. I mean, you could take it. You, you could spell out your website, but that's just kind of weird. Um, there's no clickable link you could create to, to kind of make that work out. So anyway, uh, that there, hopefully that answers your question. Megan, what's going on? She's watching. AJ, what are your feelings? My feelings. I have feelings. Yes, yes. What are your feelings on incorporating in some other state from the one you're primarily working? For example, I live here in California, but creating my LLCs to be around 1500. Oh, got it. I see where this is going. Uh, if I create in Delaware or Nevada, it's going to be considerably less, but there are other things I'll need to consider, like having an agent in that state. Is this good? Possible? Blah, 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 blah. Got it. Susan, as you know, this is a legal question, and unfortunately, uh, or maybe fortunately, I'm not an attorney. So let's just start with that. Um, from from what I understand, though, just because, especially California, um, it may, I don't know if that's going to necessarily help you with the setup cost, but you're still going to have to do register. Uh, say if your entity is domiciled in, in a state that you don't live in, you still, especially in California, you're going to have to register foreign in California because you live there. <laughs> so it's not going to avoid that 800, but it may, it might save you some money on the setup cost. That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, so talk to counsel and see what they say. And just in, you can find, maybe you can find a California, an attorney in California who's also licensed in one of the other states that you're thinking about, uh, who could probably, you know, hit all the pieces for that. And yeah, cause you're going to need a registered agent in all the places. And yeah, anyway, uh, hopefully that, that helps in some way, shape or form. All right, let's see. Um, <laughs> yes, Megan, that's right. Get them. Tell them to call in. I'd love that too. So that's that's funny. Uh, okay, let's see. The is Na Yang. I, I'm sorry if I if I messed up if I mess up any of your guys' names. Know that it bugs me, but I'm doing my best. So it says, "Thanks, Jay. I'm a new student. It just started with the blueprint. Awesome." I live near San Francisco, plan to serve business travelers, elite people, PLS millennials. Okay. What are the steps to identify city zip code near me that I will most likely be profitable? Okay. Got it. So, um, <laughs> got it. So not nah, that great question. And one of the things I'm going to encourage you to do is, is to change the question because you you said what uh, what are the steps to identify the city and or zip code near me that I would most likely be profitable? What I instead of thinking about the money first, think about the person kind of like you started your sentence, right? You started this by saying that you were going to serve business travelers. So really, the answer isn't where necessarily where am I going to be the most profitable because that can become a function of additional services, regardless of zip code or how you run your expense ratios. What's important is understanding who do you want to serve, and more importantly, what are they coming to do? So what I would do, if I were you, is that I would focus on the areas, think about what your person is coming to do. Are they coming to a particular company or companies or a particular group of companies like tech companies in a certain area? Uh, that you're trying to necessarily influence or cater to? And if so, how can you be uh, located near them? Think about what they're coming to do. People want to stay near what they're coming to do. Okay, they'll make the trip from the airport once. 
to wherever they're going, and they want to stay near what they're coming to do. Okay, That's what you want to think about. And wherever that is, then it can become a function of like, because that'll help you narrow it down and you can narrow it down literally to the street uh, level. That'll then tell you, well, you know, I want to be in this particular area. And then it becomes a function of comparing contrast in terms of floor plans and features and all those other uh, other things that can also matter as well. Again, um, now, I, again, I know you said you have the blueprint. I don't know if you've heard, but we also have the mastermind product available as well. Uh, I'm mentioning this specifically because there's about two hours, maybe more, of training on that one topic. Um, and, yeah, there's about two hours of training on that one topic so that you can drill that, what I've just said, down further. So hopefully... Uh, you know, I don't think it's too late for you to upgrade if that's what you want to do. But if not, no big deal. Just do what I said. And that'll definitely point you in the correct direction. By the way, uh, I'm really glad to hear that you're up in San Francisco. Now we need somebody up in San Jose uh, as well, because these are places. San Francisco is a place we uh, that area. We, we tend to go up there. And so I would love to stay at one of your locations next time. Uh, let's see. David, what's going on? He says, I have my I have, what is that? <laughs> I had my first appointment yesterday, okay, with a potential tech guru ahead of getting my first unit. Okay, he asked me if I had a checklist that he could use. He'd also like to see a list of resources or references uh, based upon the mastermind deliverables because I don't want to miss something. Do we have a master tech guru playbook of sorts that has all of the consolidated needs, resources, and references in one place? Wondering if I missed it somewhere. Technically, it's module three. It's not like in a PDF form, but as I go through module three, what I am talking about, or if you look on your dashboard, um, um, when, yeah, if you look on the dashboard in Trello, it's got the information there, but there's not a separate PDF. These are this is the tech stack that like gets installed and in, in whatnot. And um, just know that I'm always testing stuff. <laughs> but what you see there is good uh, for now. And you you yeah, that what you see there is good for now. And most of the stuff I, I'm I find it interesting that you found the need to go to a tech guru. I'm trying to figure out what you would actually want them to do because most of the things like uh, the Vivint, the noise aware, et cetera, uh, either they're professionally installed or they're very, very easy to connect to the network. So um, if you know how to enter a username and password, your, your TV is the same way that there's, I'm trying to figure out what you need the tech guru for, what you feel they need for, because if you feel they need them, maybe there's something I can answer that would remove that, that feeling. All right. Let's see. Let's go. Oh, do we have any more callers? Oh, okay. It looks like someone did call in. We'll find out who that is in a minute. Um, Keisha says, I'm confused. Don't be confused. Once they book, you said send them your link via Smart PMB to your direct booking site to choose their experience. Yes, that is correct. Can you walk me through how they choose their experience? Uh, as of now, I have experience only as add-ons with bookings on my Logify site. Well, and I... Um, just maybe have a list of the experiences and put a check mark box right next to it and they can just choose or maybe it's a drop down and they choose one. 
that that's all they would need to do. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe you're asking a different question, but yeah, that's all they would need to do. Anyway, Hassan, I need to know how to find a runner to do the physical stuff. I know, right? Uh, Hassan, that is a constant conversation. Trying to find the uh, vendors that you need is a, um, I guess the best way to answer that question is where you, you'll you'll kiss lots of frogs before you find your prince or princess. That's just kind of how it goes. And I, I'm with you on that, my friend, because the the well, I I now have termed them the operational assistant, if you will, or facilities maintenance, depending on what you're you're talking about. Um, they're not easy to find. We've been through plenty of them. There is no foolproof way other than to start testing them. Do the job yourself for a little while. Start testing them and seeing if you can find someone. People have gone to colleges. People uh, have gone the professional route, trying to build a company around it. Yeah, there's no, yeah. (laughs) Susan, thank you, Jay. I'll call my guys and find out more. Excellent. Prom, um, yes, yes, yes. Megan is, oh, cool. There is someone there. We will definitely do that. And Nas says, got it. Thanks. Okay. So I got all the questions uh, from the student group. I have another caller and then I'm coming to you guys on YouTube. I see an entire list of stuff over there. I haven't forgotten about, I did forget which camera we're looking to. Anyway, (laughs) I haven't forgotten about you uh, at all. All right. So let's get on the phone. Lumaire, I believe is the name. I'm doing my best. I hopefully got it right. Lumaire? Jay, what's up? Yeah, it's Umer, but pretty cool. Wait, one more time? Umer. Umer. Oh, got it. Yes, finally. Because now I, okay, so I've seen your name, and it's driven me nuts. I'm like, how do you say this? (laughs) Umer. Got it. Yes. Yes, sir. How are you? All right, awesome. I'm doing awesome. I've been just really loving all your material on both Renatus and Cashflow Diaries. Uh, but I've, I'm just digging into all my material. I'm getting my head wrapped around everything. And I've got an opportunity to do a short-term rental in my parents' basement. Now, I don't live there. It's a single-family home, has a separate walk-in, a big, pretty big area. could probably sleep eight. Um, but it's like a studio. But, uh, well, it has a one-bedroom, one-bath. But the walk score is no good. And, I, you know, I don't know if I want to invest money in building the whole thing out for them, even though it's my parents, I guess it wouldn't go to a waste. Or if I should just take the money or existing capital that I have and go ahead and secure a commercial like lease in an apartment building near Tyson's Corner, Virginia, where I live. And so I've been just kind of playing around with this obstacle in my head. I, I think I can serve. Uh, there's a military base in uh, Lorton, Virginia. That's where my parents are. But just... Okay. Just kind of just wanted to hear some feedback. This would be my first unit, um, and so just wanted some feedback. Got it. Totally understood. And you're you're not the only one who's presented with challenges like this. You you see, you've been, and that's what I love about the education because the true purpose of education, in my opinion, is to train you and I to recognize opportunity. And yeah. that that just happened. You know, that basement, by the way, what kind of basement sleeps eight people? This is huge that's like a whole nother yeah 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 (laughs) well no it's uh well it's like a it's like a three thousand square foot single family house and there's just two people living there the basement's completely vacant there is a kitchenette that i built there and so it seems like a good 
place, but just the walk score is no bueno. So I just is there a bathroom? Gonna, bathroom yeah, there, there's a there's a full bathroom. There's a there's a full kitchen and a uh, and a bedroom. And there's parking and and a private entrance. Uh, there is a driveway, but they only my parents only own, own one car, so they would be the guest could. They, it could park one, and there they could also park in front of the house if there's more than one vehicle. So parking shouldn't be an issue. And there's a private entrance. Yes, so there is a private entrance, and I'm creating. I'm going to build a fence, but they would have to walk behind the house, which is I think is a little sketch. But if maybe if I created a a lit like area. Yeah. You would have to definitely pay attention. I don't know if you've ever heard me say or mention SEPTED before. It's crime prevention through environmental design. There's an in, anyway. Just look it up. C P T E D. Go look it up. Okay. Uh, okay. And you'll understand some of the more things that you're going to want to do on the external to help make it uh, feel safe uh, as well. Now, with that being said, then let me ask probably the really important question. Your parents know that the people that are coming are likely going to be making noise. The quiet basement will no longer be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're, they're just, yeah, they're completely fine with everything. Uh, they're quiet themselves. And, uh, but they don't mind. I told them what I would like to do and I could even maybe, you know, give them some extra cash flow, which, which would help them in their retirement. So I just felt it would be a win win. Yeah, no, I'm just asking all the questions that I know where the where the uh, what's the word hiccups are because that that's what I'm concerned about. So I wouldn't call the noise monitoring thing. Sorry. Yes, I'm not. But yeah, I know the noise is easy in the sense that how to monitor it and control it. But my concern is they've gotten used to it being quiet because you know they spent time with you and they got you out of the house and they probably rejoiced. <laughs> then now there's noise again. So you know what I'm saying. That they have to, that's a consideration is all I'm trying to say. Now, with that being said, though, is there internal access from the basement to the main house upstairs? Uh, Yes, but I would change the locks on that door. It's like it's a basement down down the stairs. That can be locked off, correct? Yes. Okay, good. Excellent. And then last, I guess the the other question is going to be, are they willing or are you going to find an arrangement with them to where they can take the, the, the trash out on the appropriate days? I know it sounds crazy, but you're, you're going to, the, the quantity of trash that they're about to encounter consistently is going to increase. Mm-hmm. And that can become an issue. Anytime I've worked in a neighborhood or any of the neighborhoods. And in fact, the majority of the times that you hear complaints and anything that's zoned R one or like it, it's always noise, trash, and parking. And if you can solve those three things, noise, trash, and parking, then it, it probably can. you can probably make it work. Now, I hear your point about the walk score, but the walk score is only important relative to whom you're serving. So you mentioned military, but I guess but, but the, real, the better question I have is how close is the nearest hospital? Well, we've got a we've got an emergency center in, it, but it's an emergency hospital in the uh, basically right at the entrance of the of the community. But I, I just okay. I guess I got to do the research if there's actually like traveling nurses that go in because I thought about serving traveling nurses, but I don't know if they actually go to that 
emergency Okay, so hospital. here's what I would do then. You want to find out what your the level of the trauma center, what level it is, because that will help you have an understanding of kind of like, you know, is this going to, are they actually busy enough to support things like what you're talking about? Does that make sense? Okay. Yep. So yeah. if, because if they're not, so, and, and you're asking all the right questions, um, the question is, is if someone were going to the staying in the area where your parents are, what are they going to go do? Why are they coming to the area? And that that's really the question. If the only thing, though, is the military base, then it doesn't mean you don't have a play. It just means you have to have a different expectation because it might be someone transitioning to the area who needs to stay for 30, 45 days before, say, base housing is available or maybe they're here on contract temporarily. So it, I don't think it's a like it's a deal killer. I just think who it would serve is going to be different. Does that make sense? That makes complete sense. The VRE or the train station is about a mile away from there as well. So I just I guess oh, I got to check into who's coming into town. Where does the train station go? I think it goes all the because I'm in Virginia. It goes all the way down to Florida and then back. Okay, what are the major? What's the closest major city it stops in? I don't know. I guess that's some research I have to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So th- these are the questions that I would want to get answered in order to feel solid. Like, okay, this is going. This is who we're talking to and where it's going to work. Now, you you juxtapose that against Tyson's Corner. I got no questions about that. Just none. Yeah. But my lease is like twenty five hundred to three thousand, and I got to see if I can get a corporate lease. And I've got yeah. I've got the business credits. I've been doing business credit stuff, so I just sure. I just felt like I kind of test waters beforehand. Just wanted to see what you thought about it. But my biggest thing was like the whole walk score thing. But I guess let me do that but research. You just I could suggested. say that you. I mean, you're going to spend the, the you're going to quote unquote spend near the same either way. You go. The only difference is the commitment. So the and that's what I hear. I mean, that's really the difference. The difference is if it goes, quote unquote, south with your parents' location, one, every Thanksgiving, you're going to have to deal with that. And two, <laughs> no, uh, cool, <laughs> the worst case scenario is you they've got a great basement now. Uh, if it goes south the other way, you're, you've got extra furniture you didn't need, and your commitment is the 24 or sorry, 12-month lease or whatever the length of term of the lease that you got. Um, so that, that's really how it goes one way or the other, you know? So I, I wouldn't, I'm not pro one or against the other. I think either one is a way to go. Um, since, uh, you're, you're, you're in the group. So what I would do is a tag, well, John Williams, um, okay. him and his wife, started their first one now the only the difference was is that it was inside their house their basement but they could probably give you some additional insight on what that looked like and then if you want uh let me see cash flow sorry i'm going to the uh podcast there's one with Suhoi. i can never get her name right uh episode 320 episode okay. 320 so it's Cashflow Diary Podcast. Uh, if you listen to episode 320, this is kind of her model. She takes 
spare space in other people's houses, and that's like the thing she likes to do. Therefore, she would probably have, there's probably something inside that podcast episode that's going to assist you in some additional considerations, but uh, I'm six and one, a half dozen in the other, either way it goes. And, 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 and I can make a case for you to start with your parents' house because, again, I'm just thinking really long term. At some point, they're either going to sell it or you're going to inherit it. Either way it goes. Yeah, I'm going to inherit it. Something <laughs> yeah. like that's going to happen. So, yeah, and even if they sell it, you still inherit what's left. So, I mean, do you, see, you hear where I'm coming from there? Yeah, so, I'm, I'm picking up uh, where you're putting down. Yeah, so you, you've got all of those as options. I'm not one or the other. Which one's physically closer to, to you? Tyson's Corner? Yeah, I live literally 10 minutes from Tyson's Corner right Okay, now, then so. probably that one. That's literally what it's coming down Simply because yeah. the amount of getting your first one up and everything that you're going to forget, and you're going to get tired <laughs> of driving. Ask me how I know. Okay. I, I Believe me, I know how you know. So, All right. Perfect. Thank Ooh. you so much for, for, for yeah, no uh, helping me out. We do. All right, Jay. X. Have a great night. Thank you. Bye. No problem. All right. Okay, YouTubes, here we come. I'm coming to you. Let's get your questions. Uh, for those of you wondering who I am, I am Jay Massey, CEO of Cashflow Diary. If you got here late, this is kind of what we do on Tuesdays is I do my best to answer the questions that the internet throws at me regarding real estate, business, et cetera, specifically short-term rentals. And if you've heard any of the calls, you heard some of our uh, students uh, or maybe not always students, but asking questions that keep them moving forward. And if you yourself have found yourself asking like, hey, I'd like to move forward Start with cashflowdiary.com forward slash S-T-A-R. It's a short little presentation about uh, short-term rentals and what we have to offer and how we've been able uh, to, to run a system that doesn't require your personal time. As I mentioned, I get excited for things like this because it allows us to allows us and our students to go anywhere they want to and still be able to take care of their families. All right, let me scroll back a little bit. Let's see what we've got. So Ig, we start with Ignacio, nice and soft. Good day. Yes, I'll take that. Let's see what else we've got. Uh, Angel says, hello. Oh, here's the question. How does Sonder have multiple units in Denver when they only allow one primary resident? Looking for a strategy to have multiple units, quote unquote, slash insights. Got it. So, rep by, ooh, we, I don't know how to say your name, man. I am sorry. Uh, I'm just going to go, can I just call you Greg? Because that's the only part of your name that I can recognize. And I know that I probably get right. I'm sorry. I just don't know. Um, so Sonder and many others uh, and companies like them, uh, What for those of you who don't know, they're just l much larger, usually VC funded uh, operations that are running a very similar model and what has happened here is that, uh, and this happens a lot, where you're, you know, he's talking about Denver, and he's specifically talking about Denver because they have certain guidelines in their ordinances, which one would think prevent the model from happening. Now, with that being said, uh, what I will say really quickly, because we just don't have time to go into the depth of Sonder, um, is to say that, one, always read the ordinance because most of the ordinances cover 
and will tell you here's where and here's how. Very few of them say you just can't do it. All right. So that's number one. Number two, inside many of those ordinances, uh, they are focused on certain zones of real estate. I will often say and throw you in the direction of um, one of the reasons we like and have used uh, apartment buildings, besides the fact that that's where most of my real estate experience lies, um, is because they are often zoned differently and usually not covered. Now, there are many other ways to make this happen, okay? And uh, I, unfortunately, I just don't have the time to go through them all, but I've given you enough right there, Greg, because I, I want you to start right there. And, and then the one of the last ones, though, really quickly, is look at length of stay, length of stay. So um, oftentimes, having a minimum stay requirement um, can assist you with being in compliance with the ordinance as well. All right. Woo. Uh, and he says, thanks for all your help. You're welcome. No problem. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Jennifer Lloyd. Hi, Jay. My husband and I are current students. Awesome question. Do you think a short-term rental would work on a property with a walk score of zero? However, it's 20-minute drive to most major attractions in Washington, D.C. That sounds like an oxymoron to me. How can a property have a walk score of zero but yet still be near civilization? I don't know. And... um the answer to your question, Jennifer, is yes. So I'm going to show you something uh, on my screen. Just give me one quick second. Let's see. Okay. All right, there we go. So uh, I, I know these exist, and I say it all the time, and I try to tell people uh, it's not about the real estate. It's about the experience on the piece of real estate. What we are looking at here is straight up a covered wagon in the middle of, I don't even know where, um, South Platte. That sounds like Montana. So it's a covered wagon. They got a, uh, and you've got wilderness and trees and probably mosquitoes with no electricity. Maybe not even a shower. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And yet, it's here. This is what I'm talking about. All right. It's not that it doesn't work and not that it can't. It's about the experience on the piece of real estate. So, the answer to your question is yeah. A walk score is not the end all be all determinant of will it work. That's why we don't start with money. That's why we don't start with uh, the, the profit or it, what about a two bedroom or what about a this and that completely irrelevant. That's why I've said that you start with whom do you want to serve? When you answer that question, everything else gets easy. Everything gets easy, but a covered wagon is just but one example. There are many, many more. All right. Where you can make this thing work. Okay. Uh, let's see. Do you use Smart BNB for your messaging service? I'm assuming if you're talking about the automation as it, as we communicate to our guest, the answer is yes. What is 
up man long time fan awesome glad that you're here thanks for being here <laughs> let's see um what is this i am near san francisco hold on oh we've I've, I've we've answered this is na yang okay got it let's see your question hey wendy how are you uh let's see let's see wendy says can i get a co-signer to get an apartment and what percentage is good to offer in return for the favor uh, what happened in the case the apartment landlord knows that my guest from Everbeef, I said, is a corporate rental. Got it. All right. So, one, um, Wendy, under every circumstance, we always operate transparently. Um, like, so that, that second question you're asking about what happens, that they, they should already know that that's, that uh, Airbnb and maybe other, many other platforms and marketplaces is where you get your customers from. So that should that shouldn't come up because you should have already had that discussion. Um, but can you get a co-signer? Of course. Now, what percentage uh, is good to offer? I'm going to give you two resources to, to, to focus on. Um, one, inside the blueprint, there's a section called financing. Okay, Inside the blueprint, there's a section called financing. So I want you to go, there's a, it's like a 30 or 40 minute uh, module uh, inside there that talks about the deal structures that I recommend if you absolutely are intent on using other people's capital. And then uh, I'm going to also give you uh, a reference to one of the podcasts uh, as well. In this particular case, we're going to be talking, uh, let's go back. Uh, we're going to talk about Cashflow Diary Podcast episode 548 episode 548 it's the slicing pie model uh for funding your company uh anyway if you've read the book already this is literally what i'm talking about but again go listen to that episode you'll get some more ideas about how you can work the percentages etc so hopefully that helps Woo! um and let's see amani transportation. I just started Airbnb three weeks ago. Just a little challenge of not <laughs> having guests. Okay. Um, uh, Amani, uh, I'm going to assume you're not one of our students. One, I assume that for two reasons, because you said I just started Airbnb three weeks ago. Uh, many of our students know that one of the first lessons is that none of us actually do Airbnb. We are, all have short-term rentals, okay? Um, and it's really important to understand that distinction as a business owner uh, because Airbnb is but one marketplace, one channel for customer acquisition. And uh, little challenges of having of not having guests, um, that can be challenging, and it's really hard for me to diagnose when I don't know what system you're running, if you're running a system or if you just said, you know, hey, let me take some photos and see what happens. Uh, I, I just because I don't know. And that's why and I think you've heard me say a couple of times, even today, that the number one step, the first thing you must do is start with whom do you want to serve? Uh, because when you start that way, it makes it easier to diagnose uh, and then therefore prescribe what could be potential solutions. So uh, kind of like what happened at the beginning of, of this particular Q&A episode, 
where we had some students call in because I understood the system that were, they're running. They were able to ask very targeted questions and I could give them targeted answers knowing that they had the ability to execute because there weren't missing pieces, right, uh, to their system in order to, to make it work. So hopefully uh, that helps. And um, if you want to find out more, Amani, you can go to cashflowdiary.com forward slash star to uh, understand more about the system and the industry and all that kind of good goodness and good stuff. So last chance for call. So 417-352-2274. I'm going to see what's inside the Facebook group here. And we'll kind of go from there. Let's see. So Jessica, she's asking, hello, short-term rental family. How much would you pay a virtual assistant and for how many hours a day? Um, that's interesting, um, Jessica. So my, my, I guess the first question I would have, Jessica, um, instead of saying virtual assistant, what we need to really understand is what role you're asking them to play. What are you really looking for them to do? Because I don't know. Um, if it's the what I would call customer experience department, um, I can tell you that our structures that we have a a um, a manager, and then well, actually in this case now we have two managers, and then we have I believe it's four, it could be five actual customer service agents, and we run those twenty four seven. The agents I believe uh, are four dollars and seventeen cents an hour, uh, and we source those individuals via Upwork in the Philippines. So they all get 40 hours a week. Um, and like I said, 24 seven, cause we want our response time to be under seven minutes for every question. So, uh, John says our basement sleeps five and has no kitchen. Good God. How can you guys have these, these basements or a whole nother house anyway? Uh, Monty, if you're serving the owner personally, I know areas that reach no vacancies, lots of non-professional operators. Okay. So this is cool. So I, I, let me read this for everybody. Uh, Mark, one of our other students happens to be, or know people in the area that Na was talking about in San Francisco. And, and he says, and I quote, um, he personally knows areas that reach no vacancies, which is very true up there. That's I'm saying this for a reason. Northern California, it's hard to find a place. Um, and they have lots of non-professional operators. <laughs> and he says cash flow diary professionals could do well because that's the truth. There are lots of non-professional operators everywhere, right? And And, you know, it is what it is. John, it says, and our guests walk behind the house to get in. Yeah, that makes sense. It's easily 1K plus per month at this point. The noise issue ends up being you and not the guest. <laughs> That's awesome, John. That's great. Uh, and <laughs> Jeremy Nixon made a comment. He just said, Sonder, Sonder, Sonder. He recently uh, had a run-in with Sonder as well. And uh, we were talking in our we had we our highest level group. We get together twice a month, and um, literally it's basically hot seat all of our business stuff so that for hours, like it's like four sometimes six hours where we just sit in hot seat and make sure everybody is growing, expanding, becoming bigger and better. And uh, 
<laughs> I'm sure he's tired of Sonder already. It's all it's all good, Jeremy. It's all good. Um, let me see. Do I see any other questions? Any other callers? No, I think we're gonna oh, let me get this YouTube thing and see. Uh no, looks like we're good. Yep, looks like we're good there. So uh, with that being said, guys, gals, people of all ages, uh, I'm I'm hoping that today has been, or, or at least this information has been helpful for you. And if you have found yourself, you're in this position where you're like, you know what, I'd like to be able to take some of this information and use it and have it uh, become something to where my family can benefit from and so that maybe we can travel, just travel, maybe we can just rest, maybe we can save for college. Maybe we can do whatever, change our quality of life in some way, shape, or form. Uh, just go on over to cashflowdiary.com forward slash star, S-T-A-R. Feel free to check out the presentation. And uh, many of you, if you haven't already, make sure uh, that you go to cashflowdiary.com forward slash action. Uh, the, uh, we had a guest trainer, speaker, the, the group is about to get started. You want to watch the replay and understand uh, what's been in your way. More importantly, how to get it out of your way <laughs> and to keep it out of your way so that you have a shot at uh, becoming a, a bigger, better, badder version of the person that's sitting here today. In fact, one of the things I often like to tell people is that this business model, this especially with this system. It's like owning a, a high-performance uh, vehicle. But if you have only been used to driving a, a Prius, it's just not the same, okay? Um, and you have to learn how to drive the vehicle and get the most out of it. That's kind of what we're talking about, which in this case means how to get the most out of you, out of every day. Because you and I, we will never out-earn our personal growth and uh, Brian uh, Madsen is by far uh, qualified, and I've seen him train and help individuals become bigger, better, better. Yes, their income grows, but more importantly, they become an even better human than they already were. All right. Um, let me see. Two last questions. Oh, no. One last question. Do you drop prices significantly if you are vacant for a particular month and have an inquiry requesting a booking with the budget half of your normal rate? I'm just going to go with no, because I don't, I think there's a lot of information I'm not, I, I'm missing. For example, um, I'm not going to drop price unless I have a reason to drop a price. Like, Am I vacant and the month starts tomorrow? Like, and I, you know, how far in advance are we talking? Uh, is this a corporate customer? Is this an insurance customer? And just because someone has a certain budget, then uh, if I'm following all of the practices of uh, what I call NPP, no pride pricing, um, does it help the portfolio to rent, especially on an entire month, uh, below cost? No. So um, there's just too many, there are too many, there's just more data that's needed in order to answer that question. So um, anyway, hopefully, as I said, you guys have en enjoyed the time here. I've enjoyed taking 
the time in talking to you, and hopefully this has this has helped. Whoops, that was loud. So hopefully this has helped everybody become uh, more confident, more ready, willing, and uh, able to go out there and keep your business running. Um, nonetheless, just remember, please, if not, if not, if not this, then what? If not you, then who? Not now, then when? Ladies and gentlemen, it's been fun talking to you today. I look forward to talking to you soon. Until next time. 